And welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science. You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is Superman and Lois. Nerd out. I am your host, Austin, and with me, as always, is the amazing Amanda. Hey. The wild yet elusive Jekka. Hello. And Burn, Brady Burn. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, folks. Obviously, we're talking Superman and Lois later, but we're also going to be talking J.J. Abrams is making a black Superman reboot movie. Steven Spielberg's H- HBO, I was going to say, Steven Spielberg's Halo, there we go, Halo TV series is making uh, its premiere on Paramount Plus. Netflix has announced a Terminator anime TV series and a whole lot more. So make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button. We would love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that su- podcast subscribe button, you know what I'm going to say. Plus 10 nerd XP to you. Nerd XP. We love you guys. And for everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning nerd XP. Nerd XP. But in the meantime, Jekka, what's nerdy with you? Um, So I have a couple things that's nerdy with me. Uh, the first is, I don't know if any of you guys have been, like, kind of keeping tabs with Mars's new robot, Little Perseverance, mm-hmm. but the photos that have come back from, like, that that's taken are super cool. Like, so I'm an avid hiker, and living in Utah, like, I frequent the desert areas of Utah, and looking at the surface of Mars from Little yeah. Perseverance, I, it just makes me want to go hiking. Like, I just want to go over there, and I just want to go hiking and get lost in those rocks. <laughs> um, but there was one photo they posted. It, it was one of those. It was on Facebook, and, like, Facebook does that, like, 360 move-around thing. Oh, yeah. But it was, like, you can move your phone around and get a clear view of, like, the panorama that Perseverance took, and you can see the Milky Way so clearly. Yes. It was so pretty. I was like, oh, I definitely want to go there now. <laughs> I actually want to go to Mars now. Yeah. And go no hiking. light pollution. Well, what, what's yeah. fun about you mentioning that panorama was my daughter was complaining after watching Cosmos about how small in the in the universe she felt. And so I pulled up the panorama. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah. she was also wondering why it was called the Milky Way Galaxy. And I'm like, let's what's the big what's the best picture I have with the least light pollution? Yeah. Yeah, we. Uh, there you go. Perseverance yeah, we, comes yeah, through. Uh, you know, you, you remember Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson? He uh, I heard of it, but I never saw it. Oh, it's so good! It's on uh, Disney Plus, so we uh, we oh, watched the first good. episode as a family, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really good. The boys they go through it. There's a new one out too. They that there they've uh, started going through. Yeah. Yeah, something like Other Worlds, Alien Worlds. Alien Worlds. Have you seen that one? How is it? Do you know? I haven't. My son watches it, and I didn't mean to jump in your time jacket. But yeah, the oh, uh, okay. the uh, my my thirteen year old he really loved the Cosmos series, and he's watched it like five times. And then yeah. he watched Alien Worlds. He really likes it too. 
BBC's, I think it's BBC's, maybe it's Discovery, I don't know, but the uh, the the universe is a great space documentary too. So cool. Yeah. So that was my first thing. My second thing is um so my manager decided to kick off March first, like the month of March, by having like a little game day. So she blocked out like two hours in our schedule just for us to play games. And when I saw her do that, because she sent out like the meeting invite, I was like, hey, I have a game I want to play with everyone. Is that okay? She's like, yeah, sure. And I so I explained it to her and it was Among Us. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but Among Us is like this new online game where it's kind of like Werewolf and Murder in the Dark, Ooh. where you're you're like this crew, you're you're a crew on a spaceship or like on an alien planet, but one of the people in your party is like an imposter. So like the murderer and they're going around killing people and sabotaging things to try to win pretty much. So they're trying to kill their crewmates and the crewmates are trying to complete the tasks or figure out who the imposter is and kick them off the team kind of thing. And I, my, my team, um, so I'm a, a, I'm an advisor at Utah Valley university and my team are the kind of people that I was like, this would be such a fun game to play with everyone. And it was, it was so much fun. Like we had a blast killing each other and sabotaging each other. And it was just so much fun. So fun. yeah, it was fun playing that with my coworkers. Among us. It sounds like Battlestar Galactica, the board game too. It has a very similar premises. Got to stay out of the electrical room. That's a death yes. trap. <laughs> really, I've died in, in that scout. room so many times. Yeah. Either in the room or heading to the room or away from it. Like, yeah, big time. Well, that's pretty cool. Brady, what's up? What's up with you, man? What have you been doing? Uh, you know, I'm just readjusting to life, reacclimating to uh, having power and being able to go outside. Like I said, it was, you know, we had the bad weather, I guess, two weeks ago. And exactly one week later, it was like 80 degrees. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy around here. It's funny, though. You mentioned uh, Among Us. I've got a board game similar to that. It's called, it's like Werewolf. It's like Among Us. It's a board game, It's co- but it's called the Donner Dinner Party. <laughs> you have to uh you have to find out who's a cannibal and who's not <laughs> premise, but yeah you should you should google it it's it's a lot of fun i need this game yeah it, it is <laughs> it's a lot of fun and uh and if you're into hiking and that type of stuff you got to come down to uh the big bend in texas here it's uh it's great down there it. and the light pollution is zero it's beautiful but as far as what's been nerdy with me, just getting back to life, uh, I've been wasting some time in the evenings watching watching TV series and playing Valheim. I've been bitten by the Valheim bug, and uh, it's a game. It's a survival game where you uh, you're basically a Viking um, in, but you're trying to get to Valhalla. You're dead. Yeah. But it's just this big survival game, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Been having fun with that. It's. Uh, like glorified, like any glorified survival game, but it's it's a really nice game. It's in early access. I've been, I, I think I've got probably forty hours in it in the past two and a half weeks. I mean, that's what I do when I come up here <laughs> in my office. That's about it, really, though. That's pretty cool. That sounds fun, Amanda. What's new with you? So we do a movie night every Saturday. I think we've talked about that in the past, mm-hmm. and. I had shown the kids the trailer for the movie Small Soldiers a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the movie that came out like in like 93 or 98, 95? 98. 98, okay. That's yeah. Anyway. Familiar. 
Um, so the premise behind the movie is that microchips that were designed for military use were rejected by the Pentagon. They didn't want them. So this company just had these microchips sitting around. They buy a game company and the game company is looking around for microchips and they're like, oh, there's some microchips sitting around in a warehouse. We'll take them. And they put the, these military-grade microchips in toys. And the, and the toys come alive and they start fighting each other and things like that. So, yeah. I wonder if I've seen this movie. It sounds familiar. Probably. Um, anyway, so the fun of it was I'm sitting there watching it with my kids going, this has really, really stood up well against the test of time. <laughs> yeah, it holds up well. Um, it held up really well. The only thing that was... Um, as my brother pointed out, was didn't hold up was the giant satellite dish. <laughs> <laughs> the giant yeah. satellite outside the house, like you used yeah. to have to get yeah. to yes. get satellite TV. Yes. Oh wow! And the, the entertainment center that the guy had—it was cutting edge for 1998. But you look at it and you go, "That's really old." <laughs> <laughs> but but the 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 toys fighting and yeah, you really take taking out houses with these military grade toys. Well, what I thought was interesting was, yeah, the, the the CGI on the, uh, the fake toys, like it didn't look fake. Like it looked, they looked like toys. Like the CGI was really well done and and it holds up pretty well. I mean, it, it probably, it probably works in their favor that they're trying to, you know, animate toys as opposed to something living. So I'm sure it works in their favor, but it was still really, really good and, and a lot of fun. But anyways, we got a lot to talk about. So let's hit the nerd news. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, as we said earlier, J.J. Abrams is making a black Superman reboot movie. It has been announced that J.J. Abrams will be producing a Superman reboot for Warner Brothers and DC author. I'm going to mess this guy's name up. Author Tanishi Coates. Did I say his name right? Anybody? Tanahisi. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it, Amanda. Tanahisi. Tanahisi Coates. Anyways. He has been hired to write the script for the film. In some initial reports from Deadline, it said Henry Cavill is eager to get back into the cape. Well, that might not be the case because the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that the new project is being set up as a black Superman story. Now, this is actually not the first time we've heard of a black Superman story being pitched at Warner Brothers. At one point, Michael B. Jordan tried to develop a Black Superman project with him as the lead when he first arrived at Warner Brothers with his deal in 2019, but nothing happened with it. But there's no word on if Michael B. Jordan's Black Superman story is what J.J.'s will be working on. But since the announcement was made, DC author Tanishi Coates who is writing this script for this reboot, said in a statement, quote, to be invited into the DC extended universe by Warner Brothers, DC Films and Bad Robot is an honor. I look forward to meaningfully adding 
to the legacy of America's most iconic mythic hero, end quote. J.J. Abrams added, quote, there is a new, powerful, and moving Superman story yet to be told. We couldn't be more thrilled to be working with the brilliant Mr. Coates to help bring that story to the big screen. And we're beyond thankful to the team at Warner Brothers for the opportunity, end quote. So there are no details on the story, but the creative team, maybe they're looking at bringing Kal-El from Earth-23, a.k.a. Calvin Ellis's version of Superman to the big screen. And if you don't know much about Calvin Ellis's Superman, well, he was born to Jarrell and Laura, Laura. Laura in the space capital of Vathalo Island on Krypton. And baby Kal-El was sent to Earth to escape his homeworld's destruction. Pretty similar. Pretty similar so far. He was found and raised by a human couple. So far, so good. Pretty similar. But here, get ready for this. As an adult, this version of Superman is also the president of the United States on Earth-23. So, maybe we're going to get Earth-23 Superman movie? Black Superman okay. as president. I am so fatigued with Superman right now. <laughs> I am. We're, we're about to talk. We're, we're about to talk to Fatigued with you can't, Superman. You, you can't we say that. Did <laughs> Batman versus Superman last week. We're doing Superman and Lois this week. We've got the just the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League coming up in just a few weeks. I am Superman out. You know, you can't I Superman give out. us you can, some time. You can't. To breathe. You can't say that as we're about to talk of Superman for the main event. Okay. Yes, I can. No, you yes, can't. Yes, I can't. I can totally say that. Well, you're not. Everyone expects me. Everyone expects it. You're okay. Whatever. <laughs> Amanda's just voicing the thought that went through my head, and that is all I will say. <laughs> well, as someone who is not like well versed in the the lore of Superman and the backstories and all of the alternate stories or whatever. I'm kind of interested in this. This actually, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. I'm not really supermaned out yet. <laughs> give, give me a, give me an hour or so, but the, uh, but no, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing this take on it and seeing how it, how it turns out. I know nothing about, about this, about earth 23. Like I said, I, I I'm on record as not being a DC fan really, but but based on some of the other things I've seen as of late, I, I, I'd be interested to see this or at least see see how it starts taking shape. So I am all support in support of doing Superman in new and different ways. Yeah, and I was, was going to say, yeah, go on. But the problem is that they've been doing the same Superman over and over. So the second I hear they're doing another Superman, I'm like, why? <laughs> Yeah, it's understandable. No, I, I'm the same way because it's like I like I'm like yay, that's a great way to kind of branch out and do something new with a Superman. I think that's great to dive into the diversity factor that way. But yeah, I'm just like I'm kind of tired of Superman, and, which is so funny because they always redo Batman, and I never get tired of that. So, <laughs> but, but I am like I when it comes to DC, like I don't really full on say I'm a DC person because I am more of a Batman person. Like I am familiar with Batman. Superman comes second just because like I used to watch the Batman Superman cartoons when I was younger. But yeah, when it gets beyond that, it's just, they're all lost on me kind of thing. Well, 
I I am leery about um, sparkly Batman coming up. <laughs> I'm it very leery. Sparkly. What? Ed, Edward Cullen, Robert a.k.a. Pattinson Robert Pattinson. He's actually a really good actor. Oh, he is. He is a really good actor, but he will never live down Twilight. Just think of him as Cedric Diggory. There you go. That's what I No, do. no. He's like, Cedric it, it, Diggory, Cedric Diggory. No, and he has to be Edward Cullen because he's the, um, it, it took him, um, the, I think, the vampire's longest record of him turning into a bat. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the um, the only vampire that took as long as he did to turn into a bat. <laughs> I get that now. Took me a while there. Yeah. <laughs> And that's part of what makes it fun. But I am leery just of another Batman so soon on the heels of all this. Are they setting up a new DCEU? No, no. It just seems to be like they're throwing stuff at the wall and making a mess. No, they're fully embracing the multiverse and they are going off in crazy directions. Which is annoying, and no, I'd rather not. explore other oppor- uh, other films. See, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, of someone who's who's kind of, you know, I, I, I'm I'm new to a lot of this DC stuff, right? I just never followed it. I was never attracted to it. So to me, it's kind of opening up, and I'm more of a layman when it comes to this. So maybe a general audience member. That I'm interested to see which way it goes with all of these Supermans, with you know what we're going to talk about later, with the possibility of this coming to fruition. I I don't know. I'm, I'm it's it's interesting to me because it's it's a it's an open landscape, and I want to mm-hmm. see how it, see how it shapes mm-hmm. out. It's well, like we'll just have to clay. I'll, I'll wait and see what the trailers bring. Exactly. All right. Well, let's move on. Check us out, folks. The title for Spider-Man 3 has been revealed and Tom Holland is saying that Sony and Marvel seem to have worked out another deal to keep using Spider-Man moving forward. So Marvel and Sony's Spider-Man 3 has an official name now. The title for the highly anticipated sequel is Spider-Man No Way Home. The reveal came in a funny little video that was shared by Tom Holland on Instagram. It shows Tom Holland, uh, Jacob Batalon, and Zendaya. Zendaya. Anyways, they're they're the folks that play Peter Parker's friends and Mary Jane. Anyways, they're all walking out of director John Watts' office saying that he gave them a fake name again. But as they walk through the office... There's a little whiteboard they pass by that features the real title of the film. So the video, uh, the link to that video is in the show notes, but let's take a- Hold on. I just want to point out Zendaya is not Mary Jane. She is MJ, but it is not Mary Jane. Yeah, it's- No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, no, it's not. Look it up. Anyways, (laughs) let's listen to this thing. Here we go. Her name is Mary J, but she goes by MJ. Or maybe I am. Michelle. It's Michelle something. Anyways. All right, so? Gave us a fake name again. Again. Not sharp. Dang. Yeah. I just don't understand why he keeps doing this. You don't understand? Really? I feel like it's pretty obvious yeah. if you spoil things. I don't Your spoil thing. things. Thing name me one spoiled. thing that I've actually spoiled. The last. So be titled fingers.
Well, how in the world is she not Mary Jane? This is stupid. She's Michelle <laughs> and has a middle name that starts with J, and she goes by MJ. But it is not Mary Jane. She's Mary Jane. She's not Mary well, Jane. She's MJ. Okay, she can be MJ, but we all know that she's trying to be Mary Jane Watson. There we go. Anyways, in addition to this news, remember that time when Marvel and Sony broke up, leaving the future Spider-Man and the MCU in limbo? Well, luckily, they ended up working things out, getting back together, put that deal you know, into an agreement, collaborated on one more Spider-Man solo film, which is... Spider-Man No Way Home, and then one more MCU project, which will most likely be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So that's what they came up with last time. Uh, and now that we're kind of coming to the end of that agreement, everybody's wondering what's happening with Spider-Man moving forward. Well, according to Tom Holland, the partnership between Sony and Marvel over Spider-Man might have been extended. Because during an interview with Collider, Holland had the following to say, quote, the way I understand it is that the agreement between the two studios has already happened. Far From Home had come out and then the whole thing happened between Sony and Marvel. But I think the two studios have worked that out and I don't think that will be a problem in the future. That said, I'm just the actor and I was a part of a few phone calls during that process. But I think they love working with each other. I think they found a way in which it can be beneficial for both studios. And I'm just kind of like a kid in the middle between two parents during an argument. Spider-Man 3 would be my last one under contract. So I've always said to them, if they want me back, I'll be there in a heartbeat. I've loved every minute of being a part of this amazing world. It's changed my life for the better. I'm so lucky to be here. If they want me back, I'll be there. If they don't, I will walk off into the sunset, a very, very happy person because it's been an amazing journey. End quote. I think that if they, uh, I, I certainly hope they've, they've fleshed out a way to keep going with Spider-Man because I, I think Spider-Man is one of the most interesting Marvel characters and I would like to see him continue in the MCU, right? Beyond beyond these these three films i'd really like to see that um so i don't know i don't know how everything's going to play out but i don't see how it could be i mean it's a cash cow right they're gonna oh, make yeah. a lot of money sony you know they're gonna make money from spider-man and i i just i just don't see how that could go away not with all the power it has not with all the all the financial power it has yeah well, and well, I'll say, too, like, I've really enjoyed Tom Holland. Like, he's done a really good job at being Peter Parker and being the kind of Peter Parker I would expect. Like, I've really enjoyed him. And, like, all three of them, like, not all three, sorry, the two movies he's been in and then, like, the cameos he's made in, like, the Avengers movies and stuff. Like, I've really enjoyed it. Like, I have, too, yeah. He's done a great yeah. job at playing Peter Parker. I think he's been in six films. He was in Civil War, his two Spider-Mans, and then the two uh, uh, Avenger films. Yeah, that's five. Well, and then this Spider-Man. And then this one, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm counting. So, yeah, I mean, I um, I remember hearing somewhere that, that you know, how the uh, the first few phases of the Marvel, MC, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of centered around Tony Stark. Well, I kind of heard that 
you know, Marvel wanted to center it on Spider-Man kind of moving forward, um, kind of. Uh, but but how are they going to do that if they can't have, you know, guarantees that he's going to be in the MCU? So so I, I could I could see Marvel kind of bending over backwards and Sony doing the same thing because the the two latest Spider-Man films have made more money than than the other films. Um, so. So. So there. <laughs> so anyways, take Bob, distraction. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Bob is saying, "Hey, I didn't get an invite." Yeah, you did, dude. Do it again. What I like about the Marvel Cinematic Universe as opposed to the DC Universe is that they seem to have a plan, and they seem to know where they're going. Whereas the DCEU is like. Oh, these films aren't working out. So let's do expanded universe and just throw in a bunch more char- bunch more of the same character, just a different actor, and see if it sticks. Yeah, I you know I I agree with that. It does seem much more fragmented. Uh, DC versus um, Marvel extended universe. Um, just with the same. Anyways, sorry. Well, <laughs> with specific regard to Spider Man, though, I can see how that would be hard to plan around if there are. If there are no, um, you know, if there are no guarantees that he can be there, setting up that framework going forward has to be much more difficult. So I just, mm-hmm. I just certainly hope they, hope they do that. Yeah. Yeah. But going off the whole DC universe seems like they're kind of fragmented. It's such a shame because like of the comic books I've read were like through Batman's side where it like expands on the DC universe more and introduces me to more of it. Like it's got a lot of good stuff in there. And it's just a shame that, like, for some reason, the studios that are doing all these movies are just not, li- like, to me, they're not living up to the full potential kind of they thing. They need a project manager. Yeah, they're they're too focused on <laughs> trying to compete with Marvel. And it's like, no, just stop thinking about Marvel. Focus on the storyline. Figure that out, and it will come together, you know? So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will see if Bob joins or not. He is a 50-50. So anyways, let's move on. Check this out. Steven Spielberg's Halo TV series is coming to Paramount Plus instead of Showtime. So producer and legendary director, but in this case, producer Steven Spielberg has been working with Showtime on a series adaption of the hit video game franchise Halo for a few years now. Well, it's now been announced that the project will move from Showtime to the streaming service formerly known as CBS All Access and in which is now being called Paramount Plus. So the series is currently in production in Budapest and will premiere on Paramount Plus in 2022. Uh, Pablo Schreiber plays Master Chief in the series and he's been described as Earth's most advanced warrior in the 26th century and the only hope of salvation for a civilization pushed to the brink of destruction by the Covenant, an unstoppable alliance of alien worlds committed to the destruction of humanity, end quote. So the series is said to represent the whole of Halo canon. Everything in video games, comics, novels, pr- the previous series made will all be taken into account as the story for this series plays out. 
Uh, David Nevins, the chief creative officer for uh, CBS Viacom, said about the series, quote, it delivers the visceral excitement of playing the game along with a much deeper emotional experience around the Spartans, human beings who got their humanity chemically and genetically altered. The story is about reclaiming what makes them human, and therefore it's a very powerful story. Nevins went on to talk about why they made the push to get Halo moved to Paramount Plus, saying, We were on the hunt for signature shows beyond the Star Trek franchise on CBS All Access, and we're thinking, what could be a defining series for Paramount Plus? Halo always fit the bill, but after seeing it, we felt it would work. It could be a defining show for a newish service that's got all the firepower of an entertainment corporation behind it. End quote. Well, I mean, I'll admit, first and foremost, I've only played Halo like a couple times. Hmm. And like, I didn't really know there was a huge story behind it, but I'm actually very intrigued by this. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Sounds cool. And and a part of me, like, the little I do know of Halo, I kind of wonder if they're going to get Nathan Fillion in this at all, because Nathan Fillion does voice one of the, like, soldiers in one of the games. I don't know which one, but... Well, I, I just hope they have Donut. What was What's that? Donut. He's one of the characters from Red vs. Blue. Ah, uh, Red vs. Blue. <laughs> I will. I can tell you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump head first into this one for no other reason than Pablo Schreiber. He, as an actor, is phenomenal. If you've ever seen Orange Is the New Black, he played one of the security guards on there. Mm-hmm. If you watched American Gods, he was Mad Sweeney. Uh, like a six foot five leprechaun. Um, he, his he act, guy. What's oh yeah, and his he brother described. actually is Liev Schreiber. If you've ever seen um, Ray Donovan, uh, yeah. Liev Schreiber, yeah, and uh, it was a there was another. He's been on a bunch of stuff, but yeah, they're they're actually half brothers. Um, but um, yeah, he's a big guy. He's like six five, six six. He's yeah, he's that's a big guy. perfect yeah. for uh, that's perfect for a master chief. He was in. He was also in the television series Weeds for a couple of seasons, and um, I didn't know how to take him like as an actor. Like he was always kind of like one of those guys you saw on the side, and it was like I don't know. But everything I have seen him in, I I don't have like thinking of Halo, a video game, as that video game specifically as a series. I I can't really wrap my head around it. But if Pablo Schreiber's going to be in there, I know the acting's going to be top notch, and I'll, I'll be watching it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, honestly, the thing that got me the most excited is, uh, c- c- you know, David Nevins quotes the the creative officer for CBS Viacom. Viacom, how how he's kind he himself was kind of nerding out uh, in those quotes, you know, talking about how awesome the show looks and. And how it could be like a one of the defining shows for for Paramount Plus, um, which, by the way, if if you're not if if you're not a Paramount Plus subscriber or CBS All Access subscriber, sub, sub, subscriber, excuse me, I, they're offering an entire year at fifty percent off uh, if you wanted to jump on that bandwagon. So I forgot that I was a subscriber, and I, I, I logged in one day. I was like, I wonder. What that costs? Oh, I'm still paying five bucks a month for it. And uh, yeah, so um, 
so I forgot it was on there and I've actually been watching not the Star Trek series, but I watched a, uh, I watched a series on there last week called Coyote and, Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty good. It's got the, I forget his name is Michael. Uh, he was on the shield. He's, he was the commish. If you remember that old show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He played thing in fantastic four. Um, but yeah. Um, but I, uh, I watched that. It was it was well done. I don't know how realistic it was really, but the cinematography and the acting and all of that was really good. So everything I've seen on CBS Plus has been pretty solid too. So or I guess Paramount Plus now. Um yeah, has been I, pretty I was solid. kinda relieved that because when I saw the Paramount Plus, I was like, Oh, really another one? And then it was like, Oh, it's CBS All Access. I was like, Okay, I feel better about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I've got hopes for them. We'll see how it goes. And Indeed. The thing they have going for them too is Steven Spielberg's doing it. Oh yeah, he's amazing. So yeah, I mean, usually when you think of video game movies, you usually don't attract talent at the level of Steven Spielberg. You know, and uh, if if he's involved, there's got to be something about this that uh, they're all seeing at a deeper creative level than maybe even we as fans are, are recognizing. So yeah, it's kind of exciting. Time, yeah. yeah. It's going to be kind of exciting when this eventually comes out in uh, what? 2022. There we go. So anyway, it'll be a reverse thing. He'll bring in Indiana Jones. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Check it out. Nickelodeon has created a new studio called avatar studios with the purpose of creating new Avatar The Last Airbender universe content. So CBS, CBS, which owns Nickelodeon, has dropped a big bomb of news for Avatar fans. They have opened up Avatar Studios. This is a new studio division created for the sole purpose of expanding on the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and the Legend of Korra through new avatar animated tv series and movies original creators michael di martino and brian Kanetsko. Kanetsko. <laughs> they're the original creators of avatar last bender and they will be at the helm of avatar studios as co-chief creative officers the pair if you remember were originally working with Netflix to produce a live-action TV show version of Avatar The Last Airbender, but got into some creative differences with Netflix and eventually went their separate ways. Well, now we know where they ended up at, Avatar Studios instead. So the content that Avatar Studios will produce will become available via Paramount+, Plus, third-party platforms, and movie theaters. The first project in the works will be an animated film set for movie theaters that is set to launch production later this year. Talking about the Avatar Studios, Brian Robbins of Viacom CBS said, quote, Avatar The Last Airbender and Korra have grown at least tenfold in popularity since their original hit runs on Nickelodeon, and I am incredibly excited to have Mike and Brian's genius talent on board to helm a studio devoted to expanding their characters and world into new content and formats for fans everywhere. 
Creator-driven stories and characters have long been the hallmarks of Nickelodeon, and Avatar Studios is a way to give Mike and Brian the resources and runway to open up their imaginations even more and dive deeper into the action and mythology of Avatar as we simultaneously expand upon that world and the world of content available on Paramount Plus and Nickelodeon. And the original creators, Dia Martino and... and what's, Let's go. What? Go. Yes, that oh, guy. Wanting to hear Austin attempt it. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, the original Avatar creators, they had this to say. It's hard to believe it's been 19 years since we created Avatar The Last Airbender. But even after all that time, there are still many stories and time periods in Aang's world that we are eager to bring to life. We are fortunate to have an ever-growing community of passionate fans that enjoy the ex- enjoy exploring the Avatarverse as much as we do. And with this new Avatar Studios venture, we have an unparalleled opportunity to develop our franchise and its storytelling on a vast scale and in new exciting ways and mediums. We are excited to be back at Nickelodeon where Avatar began doing what we do best in the biggest way possible. We can't wait to build the great teams and productions to make all of this fantasy a reality, end quote. So I am a huge Avatar Last Airbender fan. Um, There was, we did have a podcast sometime last year where we kind of nerded out over it and brought up Korra a little bit. Um, So this made me really happy. Um, I, I, with the exception that nothing will ever compare to Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, Legend of Korra was awesome, but it's still, like, Avatar The Last Airbender was just phenomenal. Wasn't but, on the same level. Yeah, well, it was, it was yeah. on a whole different level. And, you know, so nothing they make will ever compare to that, but I'm still excited to see what they do with this. Strangely enough, the one thing I most would love to see, even though it would absolutely break my heart, is Iroh's story with like him conquering, attempting to conquer Ba Sing Se, which is like the Earth Major Earth Kingdom city. Um, Iroh, is, Iroh becomes Uncle yeah, Iroh. General Iroh, yeah. And oh, as much as I would be so sad, um, because that is the battle where he loses his son, I would love to see that pan out, kind of thing. So, but there's so many stories, and I and a part of me even wonders if they're gonna do the comic books too because I've read a lot of the comic books that they've been doing so I I have to share my fear and see if anyone else shares this fear so we're taking a series that was so amazing as an original because it was coming it like really we're in the time period of um, franchises and sequels and prequels. And it was a light as in original storytelling that no one else was doing. And now we're turning it into a franchise. And are we just cutting off other opportunities for new stories? No, yeah. you can do new, you can do new stories here. It doesn't have to be, I mean, Avatar spans how many, Hundreds and hundreds yeah. of generations. Okay, you but can, you're, you're keeping it within the limits of the that universe, the Avatar that universe. You're not creating whole new worlds and new stories. 
you're now taking people who would have created potentially new stories for us and turning them into franchise jockeys. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Amanda, because they, uh, DiMartino and Conexco, they also did the Dragon Prince, and I really liked that. Mm, yeah. I, w- I want more Dragon Prince. I really do. I, I would admit, probably more so more than more Avatar, I would like more Dragon Prince, because they, they left that open. <laughs> yeah. How that last season, that most recent season ended, I'm like, I need more of what's going on here. Come on. Well, kind of- maybe Maybe Avatar Studios could combine the two in some way. Oh, yeah. I dearly hope so. I don't see Netflix going for that. Netflix will do it if money's involved. Cha-ching! Speaking of Netflix doing things for money, <laughs> let's move on to the next thing, because Netflix... We can continue this problem. Netflix, no. problem. Maybe, I don't know. Hey, Netflix has announced that they are releasing a Terminator anime series that's right Uh, another the franchise series the terminator franchise may be finished with movies for the time being but (laughs) it will live on as an anime series as being produced by netflix the project is in the early stages and as of right now plot details are being kept excuse me being kept under wraps netflix has partnered up with skydance on the series which is in the production company uh, that produced the last two Terminator films that have been released, Terminator Dark Fate and Terminator Genesis. The series is produced in partnership with Production IG, whose anime credits include Netflix Ghost in the Shell, Be the Beginning, and Eden of the East. Uh, John Durderian, I don't know. Anyways, Netflix Vice President of Japan in anime had the following to say. Terminator is one of the most iconic sci-fi stories ever created and has only grown more relevant to our world over time. The new animated series will explore this universe in a way that has never been done before. We can't wait for fans to experience this amazing new chapter in the epic battle between machines and humans. Uh, Mitsuhisa Ishikawa. Mitsuhisa Ishikawa. (laughs) Yes, that. Uh, person. Uh, anyways, he's the president and CEO of Production IG. He had the following to say. I added, or I'm sorry, I asked my longtime friend and colleague, Mamoru Ushi. Mamoru Ushi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, I'm uh, just say names for yes. you. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're not. Anyways, I asked my longtime friend and colleague, Mamoru Anyways, what he thought about the idea of turning the Terminator into an animated series, his response was, Ishikawa, are you out of your mind? (laughs) At that instant, I was confident we should get on board. As huge fans, our team at Production IG is putting their hearts and souls into creating this series. We hope fans will enjoy it. End quote. So I love the Terminator um, Terminator movies. And I, I, I love the, the thought and the, the theory that it makes you think about time travel, but they have really been screwing it up the last couple movies. <laughs> and it makes me really leery about them doing more within the Terminator uh. franchise. 
And once well, again, are we sticking with franchises just because they've been in popular in the past instead of making new stories? I actually have more uh, faith in Terminator anime than I do Terminator movies at the moment. <laughs> so can't go wrong when the Japanese exactly put their hands how, on it. Japanese exactly anime. Exactly how high are you sitting the bar? <laughs> <laughs> The bar's still pretty low. The bar's still pretty low. Don't get me wrong. But at the very least, we can we can guarantee one thing probably right now. The 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 animated uh, T800s are going to look cool. They, yes. You know yeah. they're going to look cool. Yeah. I, I think the entire series is going to look phenomenal. Yeah. Will the story be good? That well, I don't I don't know. I mean, you can always watch it on mute. Maybe Boston just, Dynamics is going to bankroll it. Yeah. Sorry, please, say that again. I was talking over you, Brady. I didn't catch that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna. I just said uh, maybe uh, Boston Dynamics will bankroll it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right, let's move on. Kevin Feige has said that Marvel's Netflix TV show characters could come back to us. So everyone was bummed when the Marvel Netflix series like Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, and the Defenders were all unceremoniously canceled the only good news was we knew that those characters would one day return under the creative control of marvel proper and we've all been holding our breath wondering if we would get those tv shows back well in a recent interview with mcu president kevin feige he reassures us that this is a possibility during a disney press tour Feige was asked whether those properties could return. And here's what he had to say. Quote, I think we probably could do it. I think a lot of that stuff comes back to us. There's always rumors online about things reverting. Some, sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's not. But I'm not exactly sure of the exact contracts. But perhaps someday. End quote. Seeing how we're getting Matt Murdock in Spider-Man, rumor has it. Yeah, I have two things to say about this, really. One is, one's a question. Was anyone really bombed when Iron Fist was canceled? I mean, that's, 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 I mean, the others maybe, but um, I've got, if I want to take a nap, I can watch golf. Um, <laughs> the, uh, now, it was, it was okay. I just, you know, it had its issues, but um, I'm, I, I was super excited when I saw this and I was like, yes finally some verification and then i as i get further down in the story you know the last part of it is but perhaps someday i wonder if that's but perhaps someday or if it's like when i tell my kids yeah perhaps we'll stop at mcdonald's for you <laughs> you know i mean you can really go either way with that i that was a very non-committal quote <laughs> exactly yeah the it was the yeah apex non-committal i i mean i can't say anything here that hasn't been said already everybody wants it is it going to happen? You know, Kevin Feige talk, even talking about it makes it sound like it may, but who knows? You know. Yeah, I mean, if you t if you take the first few words of that quote and the last few words, and then skip everything else, I think we could probably do it, perhaps someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I, I think hmm. what they're trying to do is they're trying to control how massive the MCU is getting. And making sure that storylines are working out. And so I do appreciate 
them controlling their universe, unlike the DCEU. Well, that's a good point. I mean, no, that's that's a that's a really good point because we talked earlier about a framework, how how Marvel has a plan and they have a framework and things fit together and they go forward and you know, maybe that doesn't always form to what we want to see, you know? Like we would want to see these, but if it doesn't fit in the Marvel MCU, you know, maybe it's maybe it's just not right for that franchise. I wouldn't I would still like to see them exist in a silo though. I would not mind if Punisher does a buddy movie with Daredevil. That could be really fun. Yeah, that'd well, be a was, lot of blood. That was uh, wasn't that see that was season two of Daredevil, right? When Punisher got introduced, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yep, season two. You know, it it used to be that uh, Marvel had all the great movies. Uh, and they had decent TV and then DC had the great TV and then the decent movies, you know? And, uh, I, I would say Marvel is catching up when it comes to uh, TV. Um, so I guess, I guess, I guess we'll have to wait and see, uh, what WandaVision looks like next week or this Friday, I should say, <laughs> and, and see how well they, how, how, how well Marvel proper finishes up their first real big you know, TV show, but it, it, yeah, real quick. It, any last minute predictions on uh, WandaVision before the finale pops up this Friday? Do you, I think we're going to see. We're, we're gonna, no, I don't think we're going to see. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw Dr. Strange. Um, okay. I, I'm still hung up on the Mephisto thing though. Um, I, I I'm tending to lean with you that it's there's going to be something with Mephisto. Yeah, and and I don't know who that actor's going to be because you know the I forget who it was but they said it was uh so it was an actor they had, was going to show up that they had wanted to work with forever. Paul Bettany wanted Is that to work who it, with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it was it was a quote from Paul Bettany. Yeah, and I it's either got to be someone established like like uh, Doctor Strange or it's going to be uh Magneto. Uh, a high well it could be i mean i could be wrong you know magneto. but i I'm, i want it to be her dad so bad it's captain gotta picard. be magneto. That's my vote. captain picard oh that'd be crazy yeah <laughs> like, i mean captain picard not like sir patrick stewart playing someone or else, xavier like, we want <laughs> captain picard not xavier i'm talking captain picard the, the ultimate ra- the ultimate the ultimate random multiverse event yeah. star, <laughs> star trek like starts showing up in doctor strange yeah i don't think paramount plus would understand. appreciate this much vader it's all under the same umbrella now right oh boy <laughs> i want to see mall <laughs> there, there you, you go, go. spider mall well spider mall maybe coming in saver I mean, it could be Luke Skywalker. I mean, he, he Luke Skywalker came in to save the day on the Mandalorian. So it's pretty it's going to be a just as big a surprise. Yeah, just as big. But I was, it would be a bigger surprise to see Luke Skywalker popping up in WandaVision than in the Mandalorian. With with a baby Yoda, I've brought yeah, you. Yeah, Here's your child. child. You can have one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think it's time to talk uh some superman and lois let's hit that main event we had button. our honeymoon on alderaan good thing we took pictures huh <laughs> 
Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event, Superman and Lois Nerd Out! Our dad told us all these stories about growing up here. Tell you it sucks? Actually, I think he kind of loved it. We came here as a family. It's too dangerous for them to know. It's more dangerous if they don't. You're Superman? No, we've seen Superman before. We've seen him. You told the boys you're Superman. Couldn't lie to them anymore. This is going to keep my family together. Clark, it's going to tear it apart. All the times you were gone, you lied to me. You both did. I can't just abandon the world. The world will always need Superman. Right now, this family needs you more. Superman and Lois, two-hour premiere event, Tuesday, February 23rd. Stream free next day, only on the CW app. Hey, special shout out to all you super nerds who have subscribed to the podcast. We really, really appreciate you guys. Please help us get the word out. Please tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, And I want to invite you personally to hit that podcast subscribe button if you have not done so already come on do it you'll get plus 10 nerd xp nerd xp all right superman and lois what do we think what do we think am i am i the only person that thinks they favored one child over the other the whole time and they clearly had a favorite and the one who was not the favorite ended up with powers yeah i will say so I so there's a children's book series called Fable Haven Haven blah, Fable Haven. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's by Brandon Mole, and there's like five books, and everyone's told me they're really good. I've only read the first one, and the first one really killed it for me because the first one had these two kids in it, and they were very stereotypical. You had one that was the golden child, and then one that was like the rebel, this like outcast child kind of thing. And, like, as soon as it, like, brought in Superman and Lois's boys, I was just like, oh, we have the golden child and the uh, other child, so to speak. And so, yeah, I I will admit that really bugged me. I was like, no, that was not what I was going for. That was not what I wanted. I wanted to see, like, something more normal than that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to phrase it. but. To me, it Superman is this caring person. Like he's always been a very caring character, and the fact that he would pick one son over the well, other—it was very clear that he had a favorite son, <laughs> and they showed it. And it was kind of a no. This doesn't feel right. It was. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't. I. I think. I think there was a son he had a better relationship with. For sure, but I don't think Superman necessarily favored him. Like, you saw him attempting to reach out and trying to do stuff with him. I mean, it, it, there, there, was, there was no favor to It you was know. clear that the unfavored son could feel the difference. Well, it's cause and, he, that's because he, he's whining all the time. 
Uh, Eric, and they really made sure that you favored that other son too. Jordan, who's not Jordan. His name is uh, that, and the only reason I can remember that is because the unfavored son, his name is Jordan, in the series. But the other actor's real, the favorite son's real name is Jordan. So, like, <laughs> so, so I call him Jordan, who's not Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. I will say, you know, I went back and listened to the episode where we talked about this initially to see what I said about it back then. Okay. And I was like, you know, am I interested? No. Will I watch it? Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I, I was, it far exceeded my expectations. I expected it to be bland and not very, you know, not very interesting at all, but I thought it was really good. I thought they've, I thought they laid a really good foundation for it. Um, yeah, I'm 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 interested to keep watching. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. One yeah. thing Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I I liked it too. Like I mean it was it was a different take. I did think it was a little far stretched uh of disbelief to think first off, super Superman could have kids with a normal human being. I mean, isn't that isn't that joke always that you know you need like Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman strength womb, you know, or something. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna have kids like punching out of your stomach by accident, you know. So, I mean, that, that was the first thing I thought of. Uh, but, but besides that, you know, I liked it. I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I, I do like Superman. I'm not a huge Superman fan, but I do like Superman, and my expectations were honestly pretty low. But I, I liked it more than I thought I would. So, yeah, I thought it was entertaining. Um, the, the, the execution on it was good. I, I'm interested. I want to keep watching. I, one personal thing I really like about it is that truck that he lifts Yeah, in that, that, uh, red and white, uh, it's a, it's a it looks like a 1967 Ford F100 or it's a, it's around there. Okay. That's the tr- that that looks exactly like the truck I learned to drive on when I was like eight years old on my granddad's <laughs> nice. farm. So I'm like, so if anybody's listening and they have a '67 Ford F100, they just want to give away that I can fix up, I'll take it. Um, because yeah, they're hard to find. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. And one thing I noticed, I was I was hoping Amanda would hear this. The one thing I think that they're <laughs> that I like to see in this that they captured really well about family life is because you think about it. He's Superman, right? He is Superman. He has to be the most confident, you know, he's the strongest, you know, being, you know, he has to go out and literally save the world, but then he has to come home and he has to put on his dad hat. He has to be like, Oh, did I, do you need that jar open? You know, I gotta, I gotta take care of the kids, you know? So, you know, he gets questioned by his family all the time. So that's, that's a, it's a great, anyone who, who, who exists in that domestic split knows that, you know, you can, you can be like the answer person at work, right? You can be the person with all the answers and then you can go home and not, know how to put milk in the fridge right you know so it's, <laughs> but he still has to maintain and they captured that pretty well I, I thought that was kind of funny i don't know if it was intentional or not but it no, was pretty I, funny i agree with you like i yeah so i mean amanda kicked off some of the complaints but yeah when it came to the whole thing like my only big complaint was like the two sons and like i i because this is it was a it was cw and like 
I've seen a lot of CW shows and they love to dramatize things to the point where it's kind it's annoying to me at least. And that's what I didn't like, like how he had a like an obviously better relationship with one son and an obviously bad relationship with another one that like I did like it that he's trying. I did like that, but I didn't like it how it was so polar opposite. Like I wanted them more like more gray area, not like black and white. So that was like my complaint in that regard. But yeah, no, I'm totally with you there, Brady. Like I liked it that he's just kind of like, I don't know what to do. And then like, I, I actually was surprised at how quickly the kids figured out that he was Superman, you know? And like, I, I was expecting that to be like three more, epi- like three episodes down the uh. line. So, so that is actually what kind of made me like, Oh, I, I think I actually will invest time into this because now that we know one of them has powers, Jordan. That yes, the yes, Jordan, Jordan is not, not Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Jordan. Jordan, Jordan, um, not Jordan. Yeah. So now that we know, like he has powers, I'm like, I'm interested to see how that starts to develop. Yeah, it's Especially very much. Uh, Superman is like, I have to help my son, who I don't have a like. I'm trying to build a good relationship with, and now I really need to because. He's got superpowers and he's a teenager. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden he was like, "Hey, I'm I'm dad. You can talk to me if you want." You know, after he finds out that he has superpowers. Yeah. You're right about the overdramatization though in that, you know, this is a soap opera with laser eyes, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it really is. And I'm okay with that. I like it, you know. I I'm like I said, I'm excited to I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, I um I was actually impressed with uh, I think I think you say his name uh, the actor's name Tyler Hol- Holchin, uh, the guy that plays Superman. Like I thought he did a good job as both Clark Kent and Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he played both pretty pretty dang well. Um, I mean he he kind of has the uh, the the real old school reminiscent bumbling that uh, Christopher Reeves had in those early. Uh, uh, moments of the episode when he was, you know, at the Daily Planet first meeting uh, Lois. Um, and then, I mean, he has he has a really good traditional Superman look to him, too, I think. Um, so, I don't know. He, he, he just works well. My uh, son and I both, when it's funny, I saw that. My son and I, when we saw the uh, the stranger at the end, the the bad guy. My 11 year old and I, speaking of Halo earlier, we were both like, "What? He's fighting Master Chief?" <laughs> that's, that's exactly. Oh yeah, what we that's, what, that's what I thought too. Like, yeah. like he, yeah, he looks like he looks like Master Chief from Halo. Uh, that, that's funny. No, he, uh, yeah, obviously that's Lex Luthor, and uh, he's got his uh, super armor. It's like, uh, like, like in DC, Lex Luthor kind of has a, his own uh, Iron Man armor that can. Uh, help him take on uh, Superman and it has uh, some kryptonite, uh, you know, enhanced weaponry on it to help him specifically fight Superman. The one thing I thought was a little, a little unreal though, is, is if Superman gets stabbed in the heart with a, a hunk of kryptonite, I'm pretty sure Superman is dying. He's not going to wake up moments before and knock that thing out of his heart. He wasn't stabbed in the heart. Yeah, he was. The thing was right, right he, over his left breast. Bam! Yeah, but your heart is more center oh. breast. <laughs> so his so, lungs are having some lung difficulties. You and your science. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with your facts. <laughs> so 
my, I, I, my I, first question I want to pose there. Oh, did you want to go? Okay. Um, so my big question with this is, so we, we, so at the very end, we find out that the armored man going around sabotaging nuclear facilities is Lex Luthor. Yeah. Now my question is, are we assuming that he has faced Lex Luthor already? And that's not so much an Easter egg for the fans, but it's like, like this is a problem come back or are they going to play it off as like, this is his first encounter with Lex Luthor and they're going to play it. Like, cause I, I honestly, I'm like, if they play it that way, I think it would be cool where he's like trying to help like keep his family together. And he's dealing with like his ultimate arch nemesis. Pretty yeah. much. <clears throat> yeah. That would be, that would be an interesting uh, way of approaching the season. Well, okay. So, uh, wall parks, I've got the IMDb stuff up. Uh, an African-American actor, he's playing Lex Luthor. I got no problem with that. But the, but the, but the thing that confuses me a little bit is, um, doesn't the Arrowverse already have an actor playing Lex Luthor? I mean, he was in Crisis on the Infinite Earths and all that. So I'm wondering, um, did somehow, some way... Superman and Lois got put on a different Earth, like they're on they're on a new Earth as opposed to the Earth that they came from, and and they don't have the original actor playing Lex Luthor now. So or what? they were originally from a different Earth. Um, uh, so this might be a change up with the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths event, where this might not necessarily be be Lex Luthor that was a like he's. Yes, Lex, Lex Luthor is part of the same same universe now as Superman and Lois, the one that you're talking about from Infinite Earths. So this could be a, another Lex Luthor that came over, or it could be someone who's not Lex Luthor, just Captain Luthor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't... Technically, yeah, they did not call him Lex Luthor in the episode. They only called him Lex Captain Luthor's Luthor. Lex Luthor's brother, his long-lost brother. <laughs> Rex Luthor. And the- His brother from another mother. <laughs> this one just happens to have a mustache instead. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, John Cryer was the actor for On Crisis uh, uh, in the Arrowverse. Uh, that was John Cryer, who was Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think the way they used him on Crisis of Infinite Earth on Infinite Earths, it he's they can't really use Lex Luthor against Superman and Lois the way they want to. I think so. That's why they have Captain Luthor as kind of the replacement. Yeah, yeah. Well, we will see. I guess um, you know what. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. It was kind of a breaking the fourth wall type of moment in which uh, the son was playing uh, the video games. He was playing uh, Superman versus Raiden. <laughs> that was oh, great. Yeah. And and what I thought was kind of funny about that is like, okay, so they're obviously showing like this bigger type of thing happening um, in the Superman world. Uh, I mean, like, wouldn't Superman be getting some royalties for that? And like, I'm looking at what. Like, like they're saying they're strapped for cash. They can't, like, you know, help pay off the farm or whatever. But Superman's in a freaking video game, and he's not getting a penny. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, the son's also like, Superman's lame. He's like, oh, yeah. you're Superman? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm whatever. Superman's lame. 
<laughs> well, guess what? You're about to be Superboy. <laughs> exactly. We're super lad. Su- super goth. The relationship between the brothers on that show. I liked all- that. I did I really too. Liked that. You know, the golden child. Um, he uh, he actually the, the chemistry between the the kids uh, seems to work really well, and I like the way that the relationship between the brothers is. It seems that's a very believable dynamic that they yeah. have. Yeah. The the writing on that, um, you know. Um, so I, I, I liked that too. I, I was I was all in all pleased with it altogether. I mean, yeah, it's. It is what it is, right? It's comic book TV, but it's good. I thought I done think. by the CW, like done by the CW. And yeah. I, I think that's just my biggest thing that I had to really get over watching it. So if there's any listeners out there that like are kind of with me, where it's like CW, like because it's like I I've started the Flash and Arrow, and I just can't pass like three or four seasons of it because then I'm just like I can't like the way they do the drama. I'm just like, it's like cliche drama and it drives me crazy because I'm like, come on, come on. Like, you can be cleverer than this kind of thing. So, so like, I like that, that's the, that was the thing about watching this first, the season premiere of Superman and Lewis was like, I had to really kind of get, push myself past that and like kind of step away from that bias I have so I can like actually really watch the TV show. But yeah, I really like, like, I was surprised by the brother's relationship because I thought it was going to be like, I was expecting the other brother, the golden child brother, Jordan, not Jordan, as you're calling him, Brady, um, to like kind of treat his other brother like, oh, you're such a freak, just go away. And like, you got a little bit of that smack talk in the beginning, but then it quickly, like, you see that, no, like they care about each other. And I really liked it when the the one brother was just like, dad, you leave him alone. And he goes off with his brother. And I was like, I, I really liked that. And I, I was very pleased with that. I was like, good. Thank you for doing that. Um, I also liked Lois's portrayal too. I, I was like, good. You made her a good, strong woman with a career and a family. And she is able to juggle both kind of thing. I did think it was a little weird though, that, I mean, a big part of this entire episode, like the entire story arc was, Lois telling Clark that, yes, the world needs Superman, but this family needed Clark more so. And then she kept saying that throughout the entire episode. And then we get to the end and she's like, hey, you can go now. <laughs> you know, like we like none none of the family issues have have, you know, subsided, but you can go now. But when you're in those moments, he needs to be there for those moments when people are sitting and dwelling on the aftermath, he can go. But when he needs to talk to his sons and like show off his powers to explain that to them, yeah, he needed to be there. So the uh, the characters, the, the kid's name is Jordan. That's the one that that's the gothy kid who has superpowers, and the other one is named John. So Jordan oh, okay. Kent, Jordan Kent, and John Kent. Is what their characters are named. John is the football player. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was particularly poignant at the end, like you know, after um, Jordan was talking to the to the girl and everything, and then they were walking back toward the house, and John, you know, in a very brotherly way, was like, you know, this just means that it's my real talent, you know, yeah. that he does so, uh, you know, and and he just kind of shrugged it off and and yeah. 
was encouraging to his brother. Yeah. Oh, hey, some, something that you said, Jekka, that I wanted to go back to. So, so you were talking about how a lot of the CW Arrowverse shows kind of have that, uh, you know, campy drama to them. Like, do you do you feel this show is leaning in that direction, or do you think uh, uh, it's not? It's not going to be. Or, or do you think it's going to be different? Is what I'm trying to say. I I feel like it's on the fence. It can easily tip over into their cheesy tra- trauma, trauma, dramas, or they can tip it the other way and not because they've all there's like like you know like I said like the brothers' relationship, the fact like I I kind of it was one of those things I was like I felt like um, Jordan would be the one to end up with powers and not John. But I was kind of like hoping it wouldn't like at the same time, I was like, I really don't know, because it could I felt like it could go either way. And the fact that it ended up being Jordan, I was like, OK, that was kind of like a cliche thing, because that was my first thought. I was like, I bet he's going to have the powers. Um, but honestly, I'm I, I'm secretly actually hoping that like John will also get powers, too. I think that would be cool if they both have powers. All I'm gonna from a say, biology perspective, I'm like, how cool would that be if like Kryptonian genes are dominant and all that? Like, okay, my biology. <laughs> all I'm gonna point out, out is John, as a young kid, could throw a football and break a rope throwing the football. Yeah, and you're telling me he doesn't have powers? Well, That's a lot. Was that John? Was that Jordan? The no, kid? No, that, that was John. That was John. Was it John? Yeah. Yeah, he's got. I think they both got some powers. Maybe just one is, you know, manifesting it earlier. Yeah, so. or it could be like half and half. Like that's kind of something like I'm leaning towards. Is like, what if they have half and half powers? Like one of them has super strength and the ability to fly, and the other one has super strength and the laser eyes. You know. Yeah, and um, what bugs me like I'm on the fence when it comes they to that. didn't test Jordan. Because they were so focused on John. How would they? How would they? What? How would they? Because they talk about it. They 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 talked about how they they. I don't know how they would test it, but they had talked about how they had (laughs) tested John with scientists, and they're like, "Oh no, he's not going to have any powers." And they're like, "Okay, we're so worried that John's going to have powers, and that Jordan's not going to have any powers." And they didn't even test Jordan. They didn't get his midichlorian count. Yeah, they didn't get his midichlorian count. And I'm just like, you, how pathetic no, is they, that? They, they talk about I, that on the show. I don't remember that scene at all. They talk about it like two scenes at least. No, what? Where they, they, they talk about how no they sense. tested John. But they never talk about testing Jordan at all. They had to have. They had yeah, to. But, but it sounds like they didn't. <laughs> I how vaguely have, recall that. You know, I was thinking about this. Like, how do you test if you have superpowers? Like... <laughs> Like my thought would be like, you just keep you keep climbing on stuff and jumping off of it yes. and see if you survive. And you just keep getting higher. Like you start at a chair, then a desk, and then like a windowsill. And then if you fall and yeah. miss the ground, you know you have powers. Let me shoot you. If you live, you've got them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I don't have superpowers because I fell off of a uh, scooter and broke my leg. So that, that ain't going to work. You got to come yeah. up with a better story, man. Yeah. So. So so, uh, one episode in. Do you think you guys are going to keep watching it? Yes. Yeah. I will. I will simply because like I'm on a shortage of new TV shows. I'm like getting into the whole like I'm rewatching 
TV shows. And so I'm like, oh, I want something new. And and like I kind of want to see how far this goes before the CW dramatization takes over, and I lose interest. So that's kind of I, where I the time of, that's where the clock is ticking with me. And I'm hoping that they don't go that way because, like, I mean, except for like how they set up Clark's or Superman's relationship with his sons, like I am intrigued with how this is gonna go. Yeah, I mean, they have like besides the Captain Luther harassing. Superman, pretty much. Um, they also have the whole mystery behind that guy that's like taken over everything, and he's the reason that Martha Kent took like took out loans and did reverse mortgages, kind of thing. Because he's like, he took over the bank, and now he's trying to take over Smallville. And it's like, why is he taking over Smallville? You know? You think it's Lex Luthor? Could Lex Luthor be trying to? Could it uh, be Captain Luthor? Well, yeah, Captain Luthor. Could it? Could it be? I mean. Are we gonna have more than one villain? I know that's the thing. Like, cause that that's kind of where I'm right now. I'm like, I'm kind of like, I bet they're the same person, but at the same time, they took me by surprise with like the so, sons and powers and like all like kind of how things are panning out. That I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe it could so be two different people. The CW did Smallville. Oh, they did. I did not know that. Yes. So to me, I'm realizing this is like the Superman movies mixed with Smallville. Yeah. And so we're going to get villains for Superman, but we're going to get a lot of teen drama. Well, yeah, we've got two teens in there. A lot of it. My prediction for the season finale is that. Already okay. is that either Jordan is going to save his dad in a situation, oh. or Jordan's going to be an enemy. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see that train coming. Or John manifests his powers on the last episode, saving both Jordan and his dad. <laughs> I like it. I like that even yes. more. I like it. And then. They have to go to the room. They're grounded for going out after midnight. And playing in the barn. <laughs> and that's what happens when you're Running off to bonfire parties. No lasers in the house. Yeah. By the mm. way, can I say that scene when Jordan's at the bonfire with Sarah, who's like Lana's daughter, I yeah. thought that was really funny when he like kisses her and she's like, I have a boyfriend. And then the boyfriend comes up and starts trying to beat him up. I was just like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, I was laughing. I'll be flat out honest. I was, yeah, you, I was like, oh, that's really comical. <laughs> yeah, you would think you would think um, that would have been mentioned before they were, you know, doing all the things that they were doing. Okay, when you don't want girl. to admit to the cute boy you're chatting and flirting with that you have a boyfriend. Yeah, See, and that's okay. the thing, like, as a girl, if I got if I ever got the vibes that a guy was like really getting into me and I was dating someone else, I would be like, yeah, my boyfriend, like right off the bat. <laughs> you know, like you got to throw that in there unless you want to cause drama, which he's causing drama. So I'm like, that's where I was like, mm, CW drama's coming in. <laughs> it's like I mean, after, how like, good is there girl, really? I was trying to tell you. And it's like, no, you were not trying to tell him at all, girl. You were okay. fucking it up. <laughs> But how how good was her relationship with her boyfriend if she's not telling the cute guy that she's showing around town that she has a boyfriend? I think there's some rockiness in that relationship. Well, yeah, obviously. They're going to be boyfriend-girlfriend <laughs> by the end of the uh, series, no doubt. If, if, by the if, end if of they will have been boyfriend-girlfriend. No, they will be boyfriend-girlfriend if not 
prom dates. <laughs> yes. We will see a Superman version of prom. Super well, they're just freshmen. The so they, can't, the snowball. they can't go to they can't go to the prom yet. They're freshmen. Remember, he's a freshman. Well, well like a snowball. It'll be the snowball. Yeah, the, the whole length of the series. And here's the other thing too. Superman will be a chaperone, but nobody will know because he'll be flying overhead and he'll be using his x-ray vision to spy on his kids to make sure there's no hanky-panky in the and parking lot. Captain Luther will hold the gym hostage <laughs> until Superboy gets his kid. No, until, Cap- until Captain Luther's son gets, gets voted prom king. Until, until Captain Luther's son gets voted prom king. That's, that's when I check going. out. That's that's when I, that's when I stop there watching. There we go. That is the season finale right, All right. there. We that are is... done. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. They yeah. just need All to right. make it happen. All right. All right. Any any final thoughts on uh, Superman and Lois? Real thoughts uh, before before the end. So so Brady had a, a good uh, good real prediction for the series. Anybody yeah. else? I'm going to keep watching it. I'm, I'm interested. We'll see if it goes off the rails or not. But I was pleasantly surprised. I yeah. I really do hope that both the boys have powers. Because I would really yeah. like that to happen. You, really you guys do. will have to keep me updated. I'm no. still trying to finish other series. No, 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 no. We have not finished I... the season finale of the first season okay. of Umbrella Academy. Shh, and quiet. that's been how many weeks? Quiet. Shh. Listen. <laughs> Listen to me right now. I have a say in this. Much mouth like get out of here, Tim. <laughs> I have a say in this. I think we will keep watching it like Brady until until uh, until we should not watch it uh, uh, until prom. <laughs> until prom. If if, a, if 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 the show is less about Superman and more about prom dates. Uh, and and getting the tux ready, then we'll probably stop watching. But but for now, but you can watch okay. it. I'll be watching. No, stuff. you you have to you have to absorb it through osmosis. I'll let you play with your phone while watching it. You have to watch it with me. No, no, you won't watch this. this stuff is, I want to watch. This is what happens when you marry me. You have <laughs> you have to watch it. I I can't watch what you watch most of the time because most of the time you want to watch Jane Austen stuff. <laughs> I watch nerdy stuff all the time. I save my nerdy stuff to watch with you, and then I'm three or four weeks of sitting on the last episode of Umbrella Academy for season one, and it's not watched because you won't watch it. That that, that is a sin. You disappoint me. Look, forget. We- so you won't tell me how to start it. a new series before oh, I finish nice. other series. Oh, we'll, we will watch it. The thing is, as I wake up <laughs> early and, and and I can't stay <laughs> excuses. up. Super late. Excuses. All right. All right. All right. All right. I think I think we're wrapping things up here, folks. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Please hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe. And review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever else you find us. Next week, we are talking the WandaVision finale. (coughs) Make sure 
Yeah, really. <laughs> so make sure to leave us a voicemail with your thoughts on the WandaVision finale. You can leave us a voicemail by going to anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. And you just might be featured on the upcoming show. You can also email us your thoughts at supernerdpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Search Super Nerd Podcast and give us a like, give us a share, and tell a friend about us. But from all of us at Super Nerd Podcast, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. Catch you later. Later, Gator. Oh, son of Jarrell, kneel before Sod! Snoochie boochies. <laughs>